Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Well, as you know, we're in our winter revival. We have our special guest evangelist, Pastor Tony Suarez, and today we're so blessed. He not only, we like Tony, but we love Gina. We're so glad Tony has his wife, Gina, with him and three of his children that you've all heard him talk about them so much. They're here today, amen? And uh, three of his children are with us. And I'm also happy to tell you this is this two-week revival. We've seen the hand of God in this church. He's doing great things. Last Sunday, eight people were baptized. There's about 25 people scheduled to be baptized at the end of this service, not to mention whoever may decide to do that today. And so we are thrilled to announce also we are extending our winter revival. Amen. We're extending it. Now, next Sunday, next Sunday, you're stuck with me. Amen. Next Sunday, you're stuck with me. But to bring in February 4 and 11, Pastor Tony's going to be back with us again on February 4 and 11. So without me talking anymore, why don't we welcome our evangelist, Pastor Tony Suarez. We need a little bit more uh, monitor, a little more monitor player here. Amen. So glad to have him. Amen. And the famous Cole. (laughs) Would you stand to your feet and clap your hands into the Lord if he was, only if he's been good to you this week. Only if he made a way where there was no way. Only if he saved you, delivered you. If that doesn't fit you, you don't have to clap. But if God has been good to you, I want you to praise him like the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I want you to praise him for 25 more people that are going to the waters of baptism today. I want you to praise him for those that are about to be healed, set free, and delivered in this altar today. I want you to praise him. Hallelujah. Because he's good and his mercy endureth forever. Let everything the Bible says that hath breath praise ye the Lord. If that's you, do it right now. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. What a blessing to be here back in the house, to be with Pastor Buddy, and to be with the Honorable Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. God bless you, woman of God, your husband, and all of your staff. I I was a resident of Virginia uh, for 15 years, and then um, I married that beautiful lady over there. And she was too pretty to move to Virginia, and so I had to go to Tennessee. So that's, that's the only reason I'm in Tennessee. Otherwise, I'd still be here. Amen. <laughs> but I'm so thankful to be with you all today. And I want to honor this church. And, I, and I, I do want to, you know, the Bible says that there's people that are worthy of double honor. And so Pastor Buddy's been my friend for a long time. And, uh, but with the lieutenant governor here and the guests that are here, I want to thank you because it was eight years ago. Next month will be eight years ago that my first wife was diagnosed with leukemia. And ultimately passed away. And my three kids that are here, Cole's, Mike, Ellen, Zach, stand up for a minute. They don't always get to come with me. These are my three original kids. Now I have, we think, we think we have five, 
But there's all, there's so many kids that are always coming through the house. We think we have five, but we're not sure. But when their mom passed away, they were 10, 8, and 6-ish, something like that. You guys can be seated. But when all of that happened, one of the very first people that came to the hospital to visit us was Pastor Buddy and Robin to be with us. And I remember, you know, I'm an evangelist. I travel for a living preaching. And when that diagnosis came, I had to cancel my schedule, be home and be with her and be with my kids and just the reality of life. And that, that one time, because sometimes all it takes is one time. Pastor Buddy came and visited us that one time, and he asked me, he said, Tony, what are you, you going to do? What are you doing with your schedule? And I said, that's over. I said, I, I got to be home, be with the kids. And he said, well, you know, Robin and I have been thinking of going on a sabbatical. Uh, he said, would you be available to preach at our church for the next six weeks? And uh, so every Sunday, I'd drive up from Virginia Beach, and I could be in service with you all and be back home. And some of you weren't here in the church at that time, but I want you to know that eight years ago, this church was a city of refuge for me. It was a place of healing for my family. And I can never thank you enough and thank Pastor Buddy. And I want to do it publicly today. Eight years, the year of the new beginning. I want to thank you for what you've done for my family. And then when I met Gina, one of the first people I wanted Gina to meet was the Thompsons. And I just think, you, you know, the older you get, you realize you only get a few real friends. When you're a kid, you're impressed by having 20 people at your birthday party. 30 at Chuck E. Cheese. After you're 40, uh, you know, now I'm in my mid-40s, if you find two people that you, that you want to go to dinner with. <laughs> so when you find a real friend, you hang on to it, you value it. And that man and his wife, his family, they have been real friends to me. And so publicly, I want to honor the man and the woman, woman of God in this church today. And I thank them for what they've been to our family. Amen. Amen. Now we believe in miracles. We got 25 people to baptize. So God's going to do a miracle today. Are you ready? I'm going to preach short today. Hallelujah. This, this one's not going to take a long time because we got 25 people to baptize. And I got a hunch there might be a few more before we get done. This morning, there was another seven that raised their hands that said they wanted to be baptized. All right. So here's what's going to happen as I'm, as I'm going through this sermon. If you feel that God moves on your heart to be baptized, you know, don't, don't, don't squash it and, you know, religiously and say, well, I, you know, I don't know. It's not baptism Sunday. Uh, don't talk your way out of it and say, well, you know, but my grandma isn't here and I really want her to see it. FaceTime grandma today. I mean, well, you don't, the Bible says that no man owns tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow holds. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Amen. So make that when the Holy Spirit moves on you, you make that decision. And I just believe that we're going to have a great harvest of souls today. and We're going to celebrate what the Lord has done. Amen. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's word? I'm going to the book of Psalms chapter 20. And I'll be reading from verse one through verse seven. I'm reading from uh, what did we put up there? I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Amen. The Bible says in times of trouble, May the Lord answer your cry, and may the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings. May he grant your heart's desire and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory and raise a victory banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer all your prayers. Now I know 
that the Lord rescues his anointed king. And he will answer him from his holy heaven and rescue him by his great power. And verse 7 is what I was trying to get to. Some nations boast of their chariots and horses. But we will boast in the name of the Lord God. Hallelujah. If you're going to brag about something today, you might as well brag about Jesus. If you're going to talk about something, you might as well talk about Jesus. I want to preach to you for the next few minutes in God we trust. Father, I thank you for this house. I thank you for what you're about to do. Let everything we say and do lift up your name. And I say it's done in Jesus' name. And everybody said, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hope and trust are words that sound more like a concept than something that you can actually have confidence in nowadays. Systems have faltered. People have failed. Truth truth seems more like a theory than it does a reality nowadays. But there was a day where you could go to the bank and get a loan solely on your word. A word and a handshake was enough to conduct business. Most people in this generation could not even fathom that that could be the reality. But there was a day when your word was enough. In Spanish, we tell people que el hombre se, se distinga por su palabra. It, it, uh, uh, my, my dad would tell me as we were growing up, el hombre se conoce por su palabra. A man is known by his word. You, your yes had to be yes. Your no had to be no. You had to be quick to answer and you needed to know what your answer would be. But now you can't get a loan based on a word. You can, you can hardly go buy anything at a store. Go to a restaurant and say, I left my wallet in the car. And see how that works for you. See if you don't have two waiters follow you out to the car like their security just to make sure that you're actually going to come back and pay for that meal. But there was a day where your word was enough. Now a computer and its calculations based after they determine who you are based on digging through your financial history. That's how you get a loan nowadays. No one wants to answer their phone these days. Do you remember on old television programs, a phone would ring and people would run to the phone to see who it is? A phone rings now and you get mad. Why are they calling? Now, I don't get angry, but my wife, no, I'm kidding. She's here. I'm not going to talk about her. But every now and then I have heard, I think I have heard my wife say, why don't they just text Normally, when it's me calling her, she's like, look, Suarez, we have been married now for five years. You know, I don't want to just text me. You don't have to call. We have caller ID. Why do we have caller ID? Because we want to know who's calling before we answer, before we make the determination whether we're going to answer or not. Now, if you think that's bad, let someone knock on your door. You will close the mini blinds, the curtains. People will hit the ground and start crawling. Why did someone just knock on my door? Because we have no trust. We don't let our kids walk to school, at least the way I used to walk to school. I was explaining to my kids, you know, in Tennessee, we, we, shut, we, we were shut in all week last week for half an inch of snow and a little ice. We didn't have snow. We understand why we didn't have school on Monday with Martin Luther King Day, but the rest of the week, there was no school because of a half an inch of snow and some ice. And I got to remember him being raised in Chicago. And I, at some point I realized that I sounded like a papa telling stories this week because I was telling him, I walked to school in a foot of snow. I had to go to school. We didn't cancel school because of snow. We didn't cancel school because it was cold. Then they got a delay one day 
because it was windy. I was raised in the windy city. That was every day. Could you imagine if they had canceled school in Chicago or delayed it? We would have never gotten anywhere. But if I'm being honest, if they would have had school last week, I don't know if I would have trusted my kids walking to school alone because you don't know who you live by nowadays and you don't trust your community and you got a little trouble with your neighbors. Don't look at your neighbor if they're sitting in church right now. And, and, and you, sometimes you don't know if you can trust the school system or the education system. And so it's not the way it used to be when we were growing up. And because the world has changed and so many things have happened that have brought us to a state that feels like we always have to be aware of we have to be prepared and we have to do something that I feel like I excel in as a parent and that's worry. If you don't interview them, but if you interviewed my three children and you would say, what is your dad good at? They'd say, he is good at worrying. I told Cole before they, they came in a separate car from us, they drove in earlier to see family and I was calling them every 45 minutes and I was watching Life 360 and I had Apple on the other one. I was watching iPhone and Life 360 and I was watching the weather and I was seeing how fast they were driving and I was checking in and I said, how are the roads? Are you in the left lane or are you, are you in the right lane? 360 says that you broke, you were breaking quick a little while ago and Cole says, dad. What is wrong? I said, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. My job is to worry. My job is to be concerned. I need to know what's going on in your life. I was talking uh, with Pastor Buddy's son-in-law last week in the office. They have their beautiful uh, three-month-old baby that they just had. And we were, he and I were having a moment there. Uh, in the office talking about, you know, because he, he was holding his baby, carrying the baby around. It's just him back there. I mean, he's being a dad. He's being a man. And I, I like it when you see a dad step up and they're taking care. And I remember when my babies were, when they were little, I'd get on airplanes with him. And when the flight attendants saw a man alone with babies, I'd get bumped up to first class. They would push women that were carrying their children. They said, get out of the way. They would look, oh, my God, he's got a baby. And so I was just telling them, I'm like, listen, man, babies will get you upgrades. Babies will get you free dinners. I'm like, just take the baby everywhere. And we were just, we were having a moment. He was telling me the story about when his child was born and just this moment that he had where the baby was crying. And when he, when he spoke over the baby, the baby just stopped crying. And I, it got me to remembering when Cole was born. And that night he was born, and I was holding him all alone. And I just looked at him, and it dawned on me. Oh, my God. I know you're not supposed to say that, but oh, my God. I got to pay for this thing for the next 18 or who knows how long. He depends on me for food. He depends on me for clothes. In my hand, I am holding the responsibility of my life. And so when I call and I want to know how fast, I'm just going to go preach at them because they don't always get to hear me preach. When, you, when I call to know how fast you're driving or why you broke or why you're not where you said you're going to be at the time that you said you're going to be, it's because I'm doing my job. It's my job to worry. It's my job to wonder where you are. And I just want to thank God today that there is a father in heaven that knew that when the systems of the world would begin to falter, that when men were no longer faithful to their word there was a God in heaven that loved us so much he said I'm not going to leave you comfortless I'm not going to leave you abandoned I'm going to give you my very best and therefore the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son the visible image of the invisible God so that we would have something 
to count on, rely on, and depend on. I'm talking to you about that man named Jesus, that wonderful Savior, that wonderful God that came from heaven and has been a gift to us. I'm talking about our Lord and our Savior. I want you to know that in the midst of uncertainty, living through these tumultuous times, we can decree, we can decree and declare today because of him that in God we trust. That's not a political slogan. That's not just the saying on our currency. It is our reality. And if by chance you came into this house today and you don't know the Lord, I want you to know that you can trust him. You can take him to the bank. If he said healing, then healing it shall be. If he said joy, then get ready for joy unspeakable and full of glory. If God said he can bless you, then there's no devil in hell that can curse you. If God said you're the head and not the tail, then there's nothing that can stop you from being promoted to the front. If God said, I'll bless you coming in and I'll bless you going out, then you don't have to weather and you don't have to fear anything in between. Because when God speaks his word, his word does not return void. His yes is yes. His promises are amen. And I'm here to thank God that I have the word incarnate in Jesus Christ living on the inside of me and I know that I can trust him, praise him in this house today. Hallelujah. In God, we place, we place our hope, our trust, and our faith. Acts 17, 28 says that in him we live and move and have our being, for we are his offspring, as his offspring. By the way, I was just thinking about it. While the lieutenant governor was speaking and something hit me, taught, just thinking about the Lord and getting ready to preach. This, you know, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians that we have been adopted. We have been engrafted into the family. I think it's, I think it's important that you realize that you were adopted yes, by God. Now, no one's going to admit it, but there are some in this room, you were a surprise to your mother and your father. I don't want to bust your bubble. I don't want to send you to counseling right now. But so, back in the 70s, they would have said you're an accident, but we've moved on from that word. But some of y'all were a surprise. I had dinner with some good friends in the front row, and they were telling me about the age of some of the babies, and then there was a surprise. But no one has ever had a surprise adoption. No mom and dad has ever walked in the house and said, hey, where did you come from? And little Johnny looks up and says, you adopted me. There's never been a surprise adoption. Every adoption is intentional. When God saw the world... Ooh, hallelujah. When God saw the condition of the world and he knew that they were going to need redeeming blood. Hallelujah. He looked and he said, I adopt you. I adopt you. I adopt you. Before Oprah said, you get a car and you get a car. Your God said, you get the blood. You get the blood. You get the blood. And you get the, I want you to know I'm adopted by my Lord and Savior. He's brought me into the family. And in most adoptions, you get a name, but you don't get the blood. But this is the only adoption in history where you get the name and you get the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the only adoption where you get the name of the family and the blood of the family. And by the blood of the lamb, I am more than a conqueror. I feel like preaching today. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ought to walk different. You ought to talk different. You ought to have your head hanging high when you walk around because you're not just anyone from anywhere. You are the child of a king. The Bible says he's the king of kings. When it says he's the king of kings, they're not talking about Queen Elizabeth and King Charles and every other king of Europe. When it says he is the king of kings, he's talking about you because the book of Revelation says that he has now made us both kings and priest and because my daddy is a king so am I because he's royalty so am I because I got the blood I got the name I got the benefit I got the access I got the authority because there's power in the name of Jesus hallelujah and because I'm his offspring I have been given the authority and the access that his name gives to me. I want to decree over you today that there is only one name under heaven by which we can be saved. There are many names of description, but there's only one name of salvation. Many names that came based on the experiences on earth, but one name that came from revelation from heaven. There is power in that name. There is healing in that name. There is deliverance in that name. And one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I'm talking about everything on earth, everything over the earth, and everything under the earth. One day every terrorist, one day every atheist, one day every human being will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father because one day you won't be able to deny his sovereignty anymore. You won't be able to deny his kingship anymore. He won't just be the Christian God. He won't be the white God, the black God, the brown God. He'll just be God all by himself. I'm here to talk to you today about Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And you have a decision to make today whether you're going to be on the Lord's side or you're going to be on the other side. I remember as a young man watching Rosa Parks' funeral. It was taking place in Detroit at Bishop Ellis's church and I watched dignitary after dignitary after dignitary stand behind a podium that said one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. I saw Jesse Jackson come. I saw Al Sharpton come. I saw Bill Clinton come. I saw all these different ones come and then I saw Minister Louis Farrakhan come am I still okay and I saw him stand behind the truth I saw him stand behind the truth and I had a vision and the Lord said Tony you can make a decision you're either going to stand behind this truth or one day you're going to have to kneel and confess that you wish you would have stood behind this. You're going to have to make a decision today. 
That day, God showed me everyone has an opportunity to salvation. Everyone has an opportunity to hear the name. Everyone has an opportunity to come to, the, to Calvary's cross. Everyone. And today might just be your day. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't put it off till next month. This is the day of salvation. This is the day to decree over your life. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Now, I want to talk about that name, and then I want to get ready for what we're supposed to do. Because the Lord, I, I heard it in my, this morning as I was getting ready. He said, there are many names of revelation. There are many names that describe me that came up from the earth. He said, but there's only two names that came down from the heavens to the earth that came from me. Only two names. So there's a few dozen names that went up. But there's only two names that came down, and only one of them do we know the true pronunciation of. It was from the earth that we decreed that he is God El Shaddai, the great God Almighty. The earth declared he is El Anyan, the most high God. The earth declared he is El Roy, the God who sees. El Olam, who has no beginning and has no end. The earth declared he's El Gabor, the God who is mighty to save. It's the earth that declared he is Elohim, everlasting God. We declared he's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. Jehovah Ra'ah, the Lord, our shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jehovah Shama, the Lord who is there. Jehovah Sidniku, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Mekodishkem, the Lord who sanctifies. Jehovah Kana, the jealous one. Jehovah Jireh, the provider. Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Jehovah Saboth, the Lord, our host. The God of Abraham, beginnings. The God of Isaac, continuity. The God of Jacob, legacy. It was us who said he is the captain, the lion, the lamb, the tower, the way, a shield, and a shadow. But there are two revealed names. One came to Moses and one came to Mary. The name that came to Moses. Moses said, who shall I tell? The people is talking. And the Bible says that the Lord said, you just tell them I am who I say I am. I am who I am. I, I Just tell them I am. Or in 2024, we'd say I is. But there was a name that was spoken from God to Moses. It was so revered. It was so holy. They never wrote it down. Only the high priest could say it in the holy of holies. You couldn't use it everywhere. You couldn't use it if you lost your video game. Oh, my God. You couldn't say it if you just got angry at someone. It, this, was, it was, this was a holy and revered name. Sometimes, and, and we know it, we know the pronunciation as Yahweh, but that's not how they pronounced it back then. No one knows how it was originally pronounced because after the destruction of the temple, the pronunciation of the name was lost. Most people, when they write it, they write Y-H-W-H because they believed it was such a holy name 
You couldn't even write the entire name. You couldn't even speak the entire name. That was the name that was revealed to Moses. And some might say, well, how can you serve a God when you don't even know what to call him? How can you pray to a God that won't even let you speak his name? Well, I want to thank God for a second chance. I want to thank God for a second revelation because an angel descended from heaven and talked to a young virgin named Mary. Matthew 121 records it. That angel said, and thou shalt call his name Jesus because he'll save his people from his sins. And that name, is, that name is holy, but it's not so holy that a sinner can't speak it. That name is holy, but it's not so righteous that you can't call it out in the middle of a drug addiction. That name is holy, but it's not so far away that you can call it even in the worst of situations. And I just want to thank God tonight that all those titles that I read, Nisi, Ra'a, Rafa, Shama, Signiku, Jaira, Shalom, and Saboth, they describe him. But if you want to call him by his name, his name is Jesus. Would you shout that name today? Would you praise that name today? Would you glorify that name? His name shall be called Jesus. Hallelujah. The prophet Isaiah tried to describe that name as it was as he was prophesying about the Messiah. He said, you'll call him wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Another time Isaiah prophesied, and he said, when the virgin gives birth, you'll call him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Well, I want you to know he is Emmanuel, God with us. For Colossians chapter 2 says that in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I want you to know he is wonderful because 1 Corinthians 15 says that Christ died for our sins. I want you to know he is the counselor because Matthew 11 says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. I want you to know he's the mighty God because Matthew 28 says all power in heaven and earth belongs to me and I want you to know he's the everlasting father because in John 14 9 Jesus said if you've seen me you've seen the father for I am in the father and the father is in me to the glory of God I want you to know he's the prince of peace because he can calm the storm in March in Mark chapter 4 I'm talking about Jesus I'm talking about that name that Acts chapter 4 says that there is no salvation in any other name for there is no name under heaven by which given unto men by which we must be saved that name encapsulates and enunciates everything you're ever going to need and everything you've ever needed in your life. I want you to know if you need money, call on the name of Jesus. If you need a job, call on the name of Jesus. If you're sick of your spouse, call on the name of Jesus. Not for a new one, but for his transforming power. If you need help with your children, call on the name of Jesus. And Oh, by the way, if this nation needs help, don't call on the name of an elephant or a donkey, but call on the name of the lion, the lamb, and the dove. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and I'm talking about Jesus. Demons tremble at the name. 
Sickness flees at the name. Storm stands still at the name. Sin is forgiven at the name. All things pass away at the name. All things are made new at that name. That name gives you access to the riches of heaven. It gives you access to the power of God. It gives you access to the secret place. It gives you access to joy unspeakable and full of glory. No wonder Paul said in Colossians chapter, in, in, in the book of Colossians, no wonder Paul said that everything you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. <laughs> giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's why I bless my food in the name of Jesus. That's why I pray for my family in the name of Jesus. Before they took off driving yesterday, I learned from Gina. So we have five kids. With Mylon, my stepson, he's the oldest. So he was the first one to get a car in our family. And so when, uh, of the kids, and when he got his car, the day he got the car, Gina went out there. Now you would think, you know, sometimes us Hispanics can be a little exaggerated. Can I, say, can I be honest? A little bit. That day I thought maybe she was Hispanic. Because she didn't go out there with a little bottle of anointing oil. That lady took out the big old Italian one that we got. I mean, it was like this big. She's carrying that thing with two hands. I said, where are you going? She said, I'm going to anoint that car. And she's pouring oil on the wheels, pouring oil on the doors. She's, she put a hedge of protection around it just for where it's parked. So you know what I did before they got on the road yesterday to drive? I don't care if the neighbors see me. I don't care who's peeking out the window. I don't care who thinks I look silly out there. I had oil on this hand, and I slapped it on the tires, put it on the spoiler, put it on the front, put it on the back. I talked to some angels that allegedly I got some authority with, and I said, you sit in the front row, you sit in the back seat, you keep them alert. What am I doing? I'm calling on the name that does everything that you need. I'm We've been calling the wrong name for too long. We've been calling the name of political parties. We've been calling the name of systems. We've been calling the names of education. There is nothing under heaven that will bring an answer like the name of Jesus. And I came to Richmond today to lift up that name and say there's power in the name of Jesus. So yeah, I bless my food in that name. I pray for my family in that name. I rebuke sickness. I know a name greater than the C word. And that's whatever C word you're scared of. Right now. I, know a, I know a name greater than arthritis. I know a name greater than diabetes, heart disease, heart palpitation, and heart murmurs. I know a name greater than divorce. I know a name greater than drug addiction. You've been calling all these other names, but how about the name of Jesus? Always speaking what's wrong and what you're going through. And what, but how about speaking the name of Jesus? How about just looking at the condition and just saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because when you speak that name, you spoke healing. When you spoke that name, you spoke peace. When you spoke that name, you spoke joy. When you spoke that name, you spoke hope. I'd rather say Jesus than every curse word of this world. I just speak Jesus over you. Jesus over your family. Jesus over your ministry. Jesus over your career. I speak Jesus over this nation. And I baptize in that name. In a few moments, I'm going to put some, about 25 some people under in that name. Someone said, what about all the other names? Well, I could, but we'd be here a lot longer. 
but in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And I just want you to know that when you say Jesus, you've said it all. Every name, every descriptor, every adjective, and every title from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelations, the maps and the concordance. When you say Jesus, you've said it all. And because we got reservations today, I'm just going to put them under in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But when I speak that name, I'm not just speaking salvation. I'm speaking healing. I'm speaking destiny. I'm speaking life. I'm speaking your tomorrow over you hallelujah and I'm coming to a close and someone said thank you Jesus <laughs> Psalms chapter 20 hallelujah that scripture we read said some nations boast about their chariots and their horses King James version do you have the King James since that's the English, that's the English Jesus spoke Jesus, we got King James up there. Oh, hallelujah. My God, that's the second week in a row I start waving my hands. Stuff starts, I'm just going to wave my hands over people today. Some trust. It's not just that they boast in it. That's where they put their trust. Chariots. Some trust in horses. But we will remember the name. I got to thinking about that because that, that scripture preaches good. And I preached from it for many years. But I, but I started wondering this morning, what did it really mean? Some trust in chariots and others in horses. Well, those are old world measurements of strength. You measured the strength of your military by how many chariots you had. You, married, you, 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 you measured your wealth by how many horses or how much livestock you owned. And so what the psalmist is trying to say is that some put their trust in their money and in their military, in their economy or in their own strength. He said, but I have made a decision. I'm going to put my trust in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. My fellow Christian... And my fellow American, don't put your trust in Wall Street. Don't put your hope in Pennsylvania Avenue. Don't put your hope in a World Economic Forum. Don't look to the Pentagon and surely don't look to the United Nations. But behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. In his name is shalom. In his name is prosperity. In his name is peace. And I just, I, I, I hope you do it with me today. Would someone shout Jesus in this house? Would someone say that name like you love him? Would someone say that name in praise? I'm here to tell you that everything you need is in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I had an organ up here, I'd tune up right now. Hallelujah. But I don't have an organ, but I'm going to tune up anyhow. It was January of 2021. This nation had lived through a tumultuous time, and we were as divided as divided could be. Could hardly worship with anybody, go to eat with anybody, and some families couldn't even have turkey together over the holidays. And I heard the Lord speak to me January of 21. He said, I've listened to my people. He wasn't talking about the world. He was talking about the church. I'm here with an admonishment 
it from God right now. He was talking about the church. He said, you know, I've heard my children down there, and I hear them saying the name Donald, and I hear them saying the name Joe a lot more than I hear them saying the name of Jesus. And you remind my children, Donald can't prosper them, and Joe can't heal them. But behold, the Lamb of God, I want you to know there's a name greater than your favorite Republican. There's a name greater than your favorite Democrat. There's a name greater than your favorite Libertarian, Independent, or Green Party candidate. He's not a president. He's not elected. He's the king and of his government. There shall be, I feel, there shall be no end. I'm talking about Jesus. Lift him up right now. Hallelujah. Stand with me in this house, if you will. Musicians, I need you now. Hallelujah. 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 Our nation is going to put their hope in November 2024. But the Lord has been working on my heart. I mean, every, almost every day. Remind my people. Hope isn't found in the second week of November 2024. Hope is found in the name above every other name. Hope. This, we don't need to have deferred hope to November. He is a present hope in the time of trouble. What you do today, what you speak today, what prayer you pray today in that name has more power than a paper or whatever kind of ballot they have us using in November this year. And I want you to know that when you pray in that name, hallelujah, there's no devil in hell that can cancel the power of that name. Hallelujah. 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 There might be someone here today that says, preacher, I've heard that name before. I've heard it sung about, read about. I heard it in Sunday school when I was getting juice and cookies. But I never knew him the way you described him today. Well, I want you to know there's room at the cross for you. Maybe you say he was my mother's God, my auntie's God. He's my daddy's God, but he's never been my God. I'm telling you, as the grandson and the son of preachers, everybody in my family was a preacher. I didn't go to Bible college. I went to dinner. Every dinner was a theological debate. And then when you're Pentecostal and Hispanic, it's extra loud at the table. People come check at the table. Are you guys okay? My mom said, they're all right. They're just talking about the Lord. They're like, oh, oh, maybe we don't want that Lord. <laughs> but I remember, I wish my kids weren't here in this part. I'd got, I had some trouble when I was a teenager, some technical difficulties. And I remember I was getting driven home from school out of the dean's office. Something had happened. No, we're not going to talk about it because it's under the blood. And don't bring it up when you get in trouble. <laughs> but we were driving home and it was one of those quiet drives. Those quiet drives with my, with my mother is when I really knew I was in trouble. Oh, yeah. The silence of a mother. And at some point on the drive, she turned around. And she said, you know what your problem is? He's my God, but he's not your God. He's your daddy's God, but he's not your God. You go to church because we drag you. We take you. We force you. Obligate you. That's not child abuse. That's good parenting. She said, but Tony, a day is coming 
where he just can't be the God of the Suarez family. He's got to be your God, your Lord, your Savior, your, your present help in the time of trouble. And I made a decision. I made a decision to call him both Lord and Savior and give my life to him. And there I, I, I perceive there's someone in this room. He needs to be your Lord, your Savior, your present help in the time of trouble. And in a moment, don't come yet. I ask you to not come yet. But in a moment when we open these altars, if that's you, I would not, I wouldn't think it, I wouldn't give it a second thought. I'd make my way out and I'd get in this, in this altar. If you're here and you've never been water baptized or perhaps you're, recon, you're considering being rebaptized, because a lot of life has happened. You don't remember that childhood baptism and you feel the convicting power of God calling you, I want you to know there's room in that line at 25 for you today as well. Hallelujah. Preacher, can we wait till next week? I, I mean, you can, but I, I, I would advise you not because I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know. That's not I'm, not, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just telling you, you don't know. There's a church we preach at in Florida, Crystal River, Church of God. There's a lady there, Tony with an I. I'm Tony with a Y. That's how I know her. And Tony with an I was in one of those services. And, and the Lord gave me a word of prophecy for her son that was sitting next to her. He had been, a, he had been an addict for many years. He'd been away from the Lord for decades. But in that service, the Lord got a hold of him. And he came and he got water baptized. I was there preaching about five months later. And I said, Hey, Tony with an I, how you doing? She said, Oh, I'm good. I said, man, that was amazing what the Lord did for your son last time. I said, where is he? I want to hug his neck. And her tears started coming down her cheeks. She said, he's not here. She said, he passed away two months after his baptism. A man in his late 30s, early 40s. And I said, oh, this is in front of the whole congregation. I mean, I was on the spot. Had I known, I would have never said anything publicly. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, no, I came to thank you. She said, because if that Sunday wouldn't have happened five months ago, I don't know where my son would be today. But he came to an altar and he gave his life to the Lord and he got baptized for the remission of his sins. And she said, oh, I miss him, but I know where he is. Woo, I'm in full-blown evangelist mode right now. I'm fishing for souls. If you're not sure if heaven's your home, if you're not sure if life were to happen tomorrow or the second coming of the Lord were to take place, if you're not sure if heaven's your home, then when I count to three, you need to be in this altar. Why? Well, I, but who, what if someone's looking at me? Who cares? It's not time to be prideful. It's not time to, well, I, I just, you know, I, my boss is here. Well, my, you know, my cousin is here. Who cares? Salvation is here in the form of Jesus Christ. Today is a day of salvation. And if you haven't been baptized, when I count to three, I want you to make your way over to that far wall over there and get in that Pentecost. Remember the PPP? Remember how controversial that was? That's the real PPP. That's the Pentecostal pool party right there. You get in the line for the Pentecostal pool party over there. Hallelujah. <laughs> We already, 
This is about the time Gina says, just stop. Now you're rambling. But if you need to get in that line, get in that line. All right, here's the call. Don't delay. One, two, three. Is there anyone that will come? Is there anyone coming? Hallelujah. They're slowly making their way. I see them coming out of their pews. I see them coming out of their chairs. God bless you. God bless you. Is there someone else? There's more that are getting in that line. God bless you. Is there more? Hallelujah. 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 Is there someone else that needs to come? Now there's those that have answered that call. If you need healing in your body and you've tried every medical procedure, vaccine, and pill, and now you're ready to try Jesus, when I count to three, I'm waiting for you in this altar. One, two, three. Would you come now? Hallelujah. Here they come. Here they come. Here they come. Hallelujah. Oh, Lieutenant Governor. Hallelujah. 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 I stretch my hands towards the, one, towards the woman of God. And by the authority of the word, by the power that's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord, our healer. I speak to every member of your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And I command healing virtue to flow through you by the power of the name and the power of the blood. And I say that by his stripes you are healed, you are set free, and I say health is your portion now in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Fire of the Holy Ghost, flow and touch her and make her whole. Hallelujah. 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 I just heard the words in my, in my ear, weary wanderer. To the weary wanderer who's been going through life, hoping and looking for an answer, this call is for you right now. Joy, healing, peace, come now. And you say, oh, I've come so many times. The Bible, the, the old song says, it might as well be Bible, it's so old. The old song says, millions have come. But there's still room for one. Come now. Is there someone else? Hallelujah. As they come, I want to pray a corporate prayer over you. And then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Buddy while I go change to start baptizing people. Is there someone else that needs to come? I want to pray over you right now. I want to bless you in that name, that wonderful name. Hallelujah. There's a few more coming. I'll wait. I'll wait. Hallelujah. I'll wait. If you're one of those that needs to come to the foot to, to the foot of the cross, to the to the place of salvation. It's not where it ends, but it's where it starts. And it's as easy as praying a simple prayer and saying, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood. Cleanse me and make me whole. I declare Jesus is the Lord of my life, the Savior of my soul. And from this day forward, I'm going to walk with Jesus all the way to heaven in Jesus' name. That's how easy the walk of salvation starts. 
It starts with putting faith in Christ and then repenting and then coming to the waters of baptism and getting filled with the Holy Ghost. But it doesn't end there. You walk in healing, walk in victory, walk in prosperity, walk in promise, walk in newness of life. And you just walk, walk, walk. And one day a trumpet's going to sound and you're going to stop walking because you're going to fly away to meet him in the air. But you took the first step today. Pastor Buddy, I want to turn it to you. But as I do, Father, in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, I take dominion over sin, sickness, and disease. I say no weapon formed against these people prospers. And in the name of Jesus, I call you healthy. I call you whole. I call you healed. I call you blessed. I call you saved. I call you prosperous. I call you victorious. I call you more than a conqueror through the power of the name of the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you help me give him praise in this house right now as pastor comes back? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Because he picked me up, he turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. I think the master, I think the savior, because he healed my heart, changed my name, forever free. I'm not the same. I think the master, I think the savior. of the Holy Ghost back here in the I want you to know that God is alive and well in this church I want you to keep singing and let's start baptizing hallelujah
Jesus Christ, you'll never be the same again. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Christ, I baptize her in water. 
how they're all the way down the wall. Yeah. Are you all gonna be able to hang with me? Why not? Okay, this is a Pentecostal pool party. I don't know when it'll come to an end. I'm not waiting on an airplane today. I got a I got me a chauffeur. Hallelujah. Got me a driver. I'll be here as long as it needs to be. Who who's on the piano over there? Is that Zach? He was raised in this church. Yeah? yeah. Zach? Uh, does that keyboard have the key of F on it? Okay. Now, mm, mm, okay, you're not gonna have you're not gonna have this one in the tracks, but it's in my spirit. And 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 the pastor told me that all the dignitaries have left, so now I can just I can let my hair down and be myself. Because I'm gonna sing a good old Pentecostal baptism song, and I hope that at least two people on this platform know it and will help me and if not put a mic in Gina's hand and in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we have the victory yes in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Satan you have to flee Jesus, we have the big door. What's her name? Huh? Brienne? Oh, Brianna. This is this only song I want until I ch change my mind, okay? We have the big door. Brianna, upon the authority of the word of God, I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may he fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get a little help because he's the tallest one I baptized in the two weeks I've been at this church. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Father, I thank you for Brother Ray. Thank you for what you're doing in his life and what you're about to do. Lord, I thank you that when this name is applied to his today, tomorrow will never have looked any better. Brother Ray, upon the authority of the word of God, I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may you never be the same in Jesus' name. your brother. You ready? Say, Kenny, upon the authority of the word of God, we baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation, wholeness, and healing are yours in Jesus' name. that song was blessing me but I feel like the crowd wants another song hallelujah so I'm gonna let you take them into whatever you feel led to hallelujah listen I want you to know if you haven't already gotten in the line of baptism there's still room for you back here we haven't run out of water baptism towels or all right you I'll, I'll be here until the last one hallelujah God bless you woman of God hallelujah Friends coming to watch you here. Hallelujah. Okay, pick a song because I get nervous when it gets quiet in the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I get, I get nervous when it gets quiet. Pentecostals don't know what to do in the quiet. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, at least give me a cord or something. Here we go. Yolanda, upon the authority of the word of God, I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just heard the Lord say, he's going to give you a double dose of joy unspeakable and full of glory. You're going to have a reason to laugh in this season, says the spirit of the Lord.
came to be, came to have life. And so in the name of Jesus, we say, Father, breathe the breath of life into this child that needs a miracle today. And I say, let it happen by the authority. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
praise you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and may you never be the same. I just heard the Lord say this is the year of answered prayers for you. This is the year where God's going to make some things that have been wrong. He's going to make it right and restitution is your name. Everything lost, everything stolen. Not just money, not just property, not just people, but the Lord says even the years and the months and the days I will give back to you what was stolen by the enemy in the name of Jesus. Godmother in the water with you. Godmother, would you help me baptize her? That way she that way she feels safe. I'll speak it and you dunk it. How about that? <laughs> Is that alright? You feel better that way? Hey, I'll tell you what. Cameron. Right, right there. You ready? Alright. Cover your nose. one time. You ready, Cameron? Upon the authority of the Word of God, I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Godmother Dunker. Hallelujah. Come on and get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. Look, there's 
another satisfied customer. She said, it is warm. It feels real good. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in Cindy's life. I thank you for the way you're going to touch her in these waters. Cindy, upon the authority of the word of God, I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you never be the same again. Josiah, I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you never be the same, and may you never forget this day. In Jesus' name. Shout because I feel like God's going to do something powerful in these waters. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak, and this pastor right here is going to baptize her. Is it Clarissa? Yudi, get ready. I'm going to do it in Spanish and English. Por la autoridad de la palabra de Dios. La bautizo en el nombre de Jesucristo. Y declaro que nunca será igual. In the name of Jesus, I baptize you. May you never be the same. Wesley, Wesley, upon the authority of the Word of God, I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and may you never be the same again in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
and may you never be the same again. Help us another world. like this and you might never not you might not ever do them like this again but I'm I'm, I'm the one baptizing today hallelujah Dakota you get in here put, put the girl in the middle all right you ready for this get ready make room we're doing a triple hey Dakota yeah you're just gonna get dunked again no Dakota you you stand right here just kind of guard oh yeah dad you get the picture you needed of all the girls all right, Dad, you're going to help me. We're going to do a triple baptism right now. All right. You ready? Go get Put that other leg out there. I don't know what the insurance is. Okay, yeah, all right. Now they've approved it. Your name? Delane? Oh, oh Delane. Delaney. I'm delayed. Delaney. Daisy. It, and what's your name? Her name's like Mary, right? No, I'm just, what's your name? Danica. Danica, Daisy, and Delaney. Hey. You girls hold hands. Dad's going to help me. Pastor Rodney's going to help me. Dakota, you catch him, all right? By the authority of the Word of God. I baptize these girls in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you never be the same after today. Come on, somebody praise the Lord. Jordan, in the name of Jesus, your daddy and I, 
it last week, Pastor Buddy? It was eight. Is there one more coming? There are 31 that have gone to a watery grave. I think he's worthy to be praised. I don't know about you, but I've been shouting and dancing back there. I don't know how to hold back a praise with 31 lives. I've been chanting the name of Jesus. to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.